Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everybody and welcome to the worst idea of all time. Guy and I are away from each other because Guy is in Australia in the past when we recorded this. Our present. But yes. <laughs> one thing that is undeniable and universal is that we have watched The Fate of the Furious again. Yeah, we've watched it for the seventh time. And I really enjoyed that little breakdown on uh, how time works, Tim. Because, you know, obviously for, for the person listening to this, this was done in the past. Um, and to us, you're listening to this in the, in the future. But confusingly, the conversation's happening right now. In our present. In our present, that's right. Yeah. Um, and it's, before we sort of get into the... Um, Should we address the elephant in the room? Okay. We're wearing pretty similar sweater. I oh. bought a new sweater. It looks it looks it looks pretty similar to guys. Both wearing grey sweaters today. Oh, I was going to do a bit. I thought we were doing a joke. I was going to say like, "Hello, elephant." Um, <laughs> that's, that's classic Montgomery right there. <laughs> yeah, that is right out of the books. Yeah, we. I mean, we we're wearing similar outfits. I got a hat on. You don't. But, I got a haircut um, though, and you haven't said anything. I'm not your wife, Tim. <laughs> she <laughs> never notices. Yeah, it's, it's I've got to go that, to you. That's a classic one-way street, eh? Yeah, it is. Um, Chelsea notices. I actually, Chelsea had a really traumatic experience as a child um, with haircuts. Where I, I think I'm, I think I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Telling, it, telling tales tell outside of school. Not that traumatic, but um, she was like, her mum was late to pick her up from school, and her mum showed up and had like had throughout the day had had some sort of haircut which like totally changed her face and hair and chelsea i think was overwhelmed by like having to wait she was the last one there like being late and just saw her and burst out crying and then i found out early in our relationship i got a haircut without telling her i was getting a haircut and she like i came home and she'd like didn't say anything outright but she just sort of looked at me real different and treated me like super different <laughs> and we got to the bottom of it and she needs to be told um, I, I can, I have, 
dude, I can appreciate that. I, yeah. I, I get it. You know, like I can understand what's going on there. I think. Mm. Um, here's very, here's very important full stop. And I think for some people it's even more important than the baseline. And I think there can be a weird sort of attachment to a bit of a, a, the person, the person in the hair. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, you know, there's it, all that it, weird stuff with here as well. You know, like if, um, you go through a big period of grief and you cut your hair, that's like a real big thing for humans. Really? Yeah. I like know. I do know that it dies. like, you know, often you look to the hair and it reflects someone's mental, you know, like if someone does something <laughs> drastic with their hair, their oh, okay. is always like, oh, they've gone through something. They're, you know, they're oh. going through or they've just gone through something. I think that's the thing I'm talking about. I thought where you were going with that is if you see someone doing something fucking crazy, look at their hair and you can indicate whether it's like going to be all right or not. <laughs> they got a real bird's nest going on. Yeah. Keep your distance. Don't ask any questions and avoid eye contact. Yeah, if it's tidy, take out your camera, film it. It's probably going to be pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I respect, that's what I mean. And I respect the, um, I respect bald men. I just like, they keep it, they keep it tidy. They keep yeah. it trim, you know, and it's, they. Do you reckon you, have you got a good head for baldness? Do you think? Could you I, see yourself doing it? I I mean, it's an, I'm at an, I'm at a crossroads, in my, not a crossroads, but I, I'm going to be confronted with hair loss or am being confronted with hair loss. You don't see it. You're losing it. You just notice it's, um, it's changing. And so I'll, I guess I'm going to find out. I don't think I'm going to go whole hog. You know, as sure. much as I respect the bald man, I don't think that's quite for me. It's sort of, you know, uh, interesting decision. I've actually, you know, between you and I, Tim, yeah. I've considered if I got a big check coming, I'd almost get, um, I'd go Tobias Funke and get plugs. Yeah. <laughs> your, old, your old Uncle Teabag. Yeah, good on you, bro. I think so. Yeah. Well, do but you know who it really say? worked for? And you shouldn't take, you know, too much away from the specific person, except that the results were really good. Elon Musk, man, you look at the photos of him when he, I think, first sold PayPal and got the payout. It's not his hair we're dealing with today. Not his OG really? hair. Yeah. And you wouldn't know. Well, good on, you know, good on you, Elon. Not yeah. for, that's a, that's a very um, that targeted compliment. Thing. Yeah. The other it's elephant nice. in the room, by yeah. the way, if you're watching this um, in the video episode, thank you for your support on Substack, twiwet.substack.com. Um, it looks like a bomb is hit uh, behind me. I mean, it always looks bad, this angle, but it's particularly bad because uh, this is more family time content, but I'm just going to run with it because I had such a bad experience watching the movie. The garage is fucked, guy. It's oh, fucked. Oh, no. Yeah, so we've had How's guys it? around. There's been insurance assessors. We've had contractors um, cutting up bits of jib. The the thing that used to be a toilet, it's it's cooked. It is. Cooked. And was is that uh, related to the recent weather patterns, or is that was it Indeed. cooked anyway? Nah, it's the storms. And insurers, they're they're okay with that. They say, well, we'll we'll cover your ass for that. We're finding out day by day, but I think so. I think so. That's why it you seems like it. Pay them. That's yeah, why they yeah. get. The that's why they get their. Thing. Their money. Yeah. Um, well, um, that's that's uh, that's just to explain to... the uh, bomb shelter nature of my current backdrop. I like it. I mean, is that an exciting opportunity to reimagine the garage exactly as you want it? The garage was never finished, guy. As well, you know, it's yeah. never gotten to a, a, a finished. Um, you know, we haven't been in here that long, so it's true. 
I would like to say there's a third elephant in the room. What is this third elephant? Well, this is a podcast that is um, it's meant elephants. to focus on uh, a conversation built around a film screening. Yes. And I'm, I'm aware that, you know, we've been having a good time. I haven't seen you for a while. We're catching yep. up. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, but it is our solemn duty to discuss, mm-hmm. if it not is. the particulars of Fast and Furious 8 or Fate of the Furious, at least the um, the viewing circumstances and feelings that it, you know, stirred up inside of us. Now, I, I, I woke up early to watch this. Um, there's a bit of a time difference between where we are. I actually, I was, I woke up earlier than I wanted. I started watching this movie at 6 a.m. Oh, guy. And um, it's just not a way, it's just not, it's early enough that you think, well, at least you've got a whole day afterwards, but it's still, it really just takes a big chunk out of your day. And more than that, I think it takes a big chunk of um, morale out of your system. It sort of mm. impacts the way that you're looking at the hours that remain in the day because you're just whittling away the first, you know, the, this is how you're going to treat the first hours in the day. God, you know, how are you going to muster up any respect for the rest of the bastards? It's very hard to know where to slot this shit in, isn't it? Because <laughs> what you've said is completely true. It is a horrible way to start the trajectory <laughs> of a day. But, like, what are you going to do? Fucking bomb out the middle of the day with this this wow. over two-hour movie? That seems unconscionable no, I, know, I know and then at night you're all tired no and- no no it's it, it, it almost cannot be night for me and it's you know i i do think back to how much respect and reverence i had for this film and just how um daunting it is to me now i mean there's only one screening left which is respite i almost think i didn't know that that's great news i think great the, welcome news it's not a challenging sum tim it's we're watching it eight times and we've done it seven i couldn't remember that this was the seventh but watch i think was it, Joseph Moore gave us a bit of a poison chalice where he was gassing up the seventh movie. And now, you know, all I think about is I just, I'm so excited for my next course. I feel like um, Bruce Bogtrotter in Matilda. You know, I'm nearly at the end of the chocolate cake. And after, I mean, I, I don't think he has another meal after that. I think I wouldn't full. say so. Yeah. But so no, I, he does a pretty big burp, which maybe his. Created yeah. some more space for uh, maybe some salad greens. So I took a I took a photo of this screening and posted it online. And you commented. You said you like reached. It felt like you were reaching out or just expressing your own distress. So and I the whole time I was thinking, well, we're really you know brothers in arms this week. So tell me about your watch. I did a Amy Hoggart style three course meal. Um, I I I gotta say, I think. Mentally, I think it's better for you to one-shot these guys. It, I think it's disrespectful what I did, and I regret doing it, and it was not intended or planned. I went to bed early to watch this movie and uh, got an hour in and was falling asleep, so I had to stop it, and then got up, got uh, pretty far, really far. I'd say we were like deep into Russia, Deep yeah. into Russiagate, and I had about 20 minutes left, and I felt fucking horrible about what was going on because I could hear my beautiful toddler <laughs> rocking around just just like he's so cute, and he's having his morning, and my beautiful wife, you know, dealing with that, and I'm watching Fate of the Furious. It was... Um, oh. 
really ghoulish. Yeah. So I was like, no, I, I, I you know, he's, he's going to go to his uh, daycare situation soon. I'm going to go and spend half an hour with my boy. This is, this is madness. Yeah. Here lies madness. So I did that. And then I polished off the last uh, sort of 25 minutes with a I, coffee. I, I, I want to talk about that little window where you were watching it while your family mm. were going about their day around you. Um, it, to me, a little bit, that's what it's all about. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, the franchise is literally about family. The podcast is kind of about sacrifice. Um, did you, like, did you, did you I've feel... I've never heard either one of us say that out loud, but you are so right about that. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. That's what this fucking thing is about. It's about, it's about needless, stupid yeah. sacrifice. I know. And it's it's just you and I. It's just our sheer wills, like going toe-to-toe, powering each other forward. Um, what did it feel like? Like, I just, I, I feel like you're really touching on a, a deep, some sort of emotional resonance to, yeah. to be in Russia with the Fast family and it, I mean, also, I guess, and by virtue of choosing that, technically not be in Auckland with your actual family. <laughs> it was no good, man. It was it was really touching the void stuff. It was, um, I like, there was a lot rolling around in my head about this whole thing is stupid. Why <laughs> do we do this? Why did we start doing this? I hate that. I really hate this. Yeah, great. And the the whys and the wherefores. <clears throat> it was a, and just and, and emotionally, I guess that is the those are the sort of thought trains that are going through, right? But more than anything, what you're experiencing in your in your brain at any given time, and I certainly was in the early hours of this morning, is an emotional experience, mm. which is one of emptiness, mm. loneliness. Um, worse than worse than that, it's sort of this isolation, this forced isolation, and a unique sense of um, irresponsibility. I guess you would say, as a father, to to be doing, to be watching the fate of the furious on my cell phone in bed with headphones on, while my family is getting ready for the day. I I know, and you know that I just. At the back of my head, there's this sort of counter argument trying to qualify or justify what we're doing. And it's like, I mean, you're kind of at the office, you know, a little bit of respect here, please. Daddy's at work. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, the attempts are appreciated, but I don't know well, if it's going to do it for me. It's a wicked web we weave, isn't it? Because I do, I, I do think if, you know, what say you're a high flying business executive and you've got a meeting with China at the same time you know, i know what you mean and i have thought about that because you know to extend this out slightly wider it's it's like you know the life decisions i've made to sort of put myself in a space where i'm i do comedy professionally on my own terms i'm not working for a company mm. a tv show a radio station you know i'm, I'm not under that rubric it does give me a lot more flexibility to to be around and do the things. But the flip side is you get situations like this morning and you just question everything. Yeah, it's really rocked you. Yeah. Wow. I love yeah. that. That's, um, <laughs> you love that. 
I, I, you love yeah. the honesty. You, you, you love the honesty and you love the vulnerability. I think of them. I do. I do. I lo- like. I love. I don't love the experience for you, but I love that. That's where we're reaching into. Like, I like mm. that. You know, we're how many screen? We're sixteen movies or sixteen screenings into this season, and it's probably it's probably about time. You know, this is probably the time when that starts happening. But it's it's just um. You know, this is interesting terrain to me. And to think that it's all brought about by this, you know, this blockbuster action film, the seventh sequel to, you know, the original film. It's it's remarkable. That's the thing. And I mean, you you mentioned uh, moments ago that, you know, you remember being so gassed up on first watch of this. This isn't the movie's fault. None of this is. This isn't Mm. Vin Diesel's fault. This isn't Universal Studios' fault. This isn't anyone who made the movie's fault or problem or responsibility. This is squarely on the boys. This is nothing but the boys. <laughs> the boys did this to the boys. No one else did it to us. Let's no. hear it for the boys. Let's give the boys a hey. So, like, could you, on this watch, could you see it as a movie that works? I couldn't see it as a movie. I, right. like... I could just see it as this sort of, it, it sort of read as a set, like series of vignettes. Or like it's almost like someone's um, taken, I suppose, 10,000 gifts and like put a bunch of sellotape around them all and packaged that <laughs> and said, this is a movie. That's kind yes. of what it felt like to okay, me. Okay, I know what you mean. <laughs> Set piece just, after set piece, action sequence. But after even fight I couldn't, scene. I couldn't even like, uh, I couldn't even bite off set pieces as, um, you know, as nutritious chunks of movie. It was like it, all of the set pieces were broken down to just like, you know, shots, lines of dialogue. It, it was, it, it didn't, it, it felt interminable. Like it didn't th- feel like I was watching a whole product. It felt like yeah. I was watching just a series of meaningless little moments that just kept stacking on top of each other. And you wait to step back and see what's been built. But I couldn't see what I couldn't see. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I think that real movie reviewers have talked about this. I haven't sort of like heard an in-depth conversation about this, but I feel like I've by osmosis picked up tidbits about it. The concept that there was a bit of a, um, changeover there was a point with blockbuster movies where they sort of stopped being as cinematic as they were and started becoming theme park rides yeah. thrill rides and so like i guess the most obvious example was pirates of the caribbean i believe started literally as a theme park ride before yeah. it was a yeah. movie and yeah. then they turned they turned it into a film franchise off the off the back of essentially like a fucking roller coaster like a, a real life roller coaster and uh, that's what this feels like. It's like things are whizzing by you. They're using all these tricks and techniques to kind of catch you off guard and make you laugh and be slightly titillated and, and keep you off balance. But there's nothing to grab hold of, um, particularly after the first time you've seen the magic trick happen. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then it goes around this corner and then this thing flips around. And so it looks like mm. this thing's flying, but actually isn't. And, you know, it feels like I'm on a theme park ride that was fine the first time. Yeah. But just, you can't spend your life on it's, a theme park ride. You can't. Because 
I've ridden the same roller coaster a few times. And if it's, you know, if, if it's built right. But that's physical. Like, that's literally you're having a physical experience that'll fuck with your body. We are sitting down trying to be wowed by a thing in the same way that a roller coaster would be by what we're seeing on screen. That's a tall order on the seventh watch. Is it not? Yeah. Is that not physical? It's psychological. It's We're the on wrong a psycho- kind of physical. Yeah. It is. Everything's physical. It is entirely the wrong way to do physical if your aim is to stay engaged. Did you like somewhere. it? Did you like any of it? I hated the whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so long. I'll, I'll, I'll lob in just while I remember the moment that I sort of it really it, it tickled me for whatever reason I th- you know sometimes you just look at something from a different angle uh, it's when Dom first sees his I, I still can't remember the name his former lover and meets his son and Charlie's Alana like, Alana yeah and the, the it's, it's finished and then Charlie's throwing just sort of swans into frame and she says um good visit <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Like, I like that's. I respect that sort of antagonist. That's fuckery of the highest yeah. order. It's really yeah, good stuff. N- that's nice. It's like that's I have nice. I have kidnapped your you know your lover and son and are keeping them in a glass chamber in an undetectable airplane. I've let you see them for the first time. You are clearly like an absolutely <laughs> emotional tatters, and she yeah. just sidles up to him and she's like, "Hey, lucky." fair enough dude (laughs) that's a nice moment do you know i wrote down a shining light um connor rhodes he's he's a good actor yeah and it's a good i like the character and i like what it's doing in the movie which is just these super brief because he's been my shining light previously yeah in this movie specifically the wife it is that's right that's right wife it is um because i like i like that too and i think that 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 reflects where we're at with the movie when it's like we're really basket and this is a good movie should you should feel this immediately or like you should take a certain perverted joy and you know the mentality or the the torture devices of the villains but it really tells you where we're at where it's like we're really celebrating these you know, this we're rooting for the bad now. guys. Yeah, yeah. I and I just I like I know that we we talk about this all the time with Fast and Furious, but like the combination of the lack of regard for human life and in particular um, law enforcement, or as <laughs> as again, I just had a real pang of it on this watch of like it's crazy that this is such a mass cultural product. The thing that got me this time right was. Um, Roman being so perturbed by not making the top 10 of Interpol's global most wanted list. Mm. And I suspect, I didn't look it up, can't be fucked, but I suspect the people who are on that list in real life are mass murderers. Yeah, you would assume so. And this is the the team are like aspiring to the highest position on this ranking and delighted to hear that they're so they're so high up on oh. Interpol's list while they're in the middle of killing all these like German police officers who are coming to protect a fucking weapon that's being jacked. I know, I, I yeah the I I sort of hear what you're saying there. I do. You are very drawn to the the disregard of um, law enforcement in this in this and movie. Human, 
human life it's it's like i think it's more the disrespect of human life the sanctity for human life and how quickly what? it can be extinguished and there's no because normally in other action movies it's like that's a bad guy that's a henchman and so you can kind of do a little moral dance and say uh, well they were doing bad thing these guys are fucking they're just beat oh, they're, cops who have been called into an incident they got yeah, families yeah. yeah they got families they got families and you know but the, it's not the family we care about it's also i was thinking with respect to say Rhodes, like he's 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 kind like they're not even in the same physical universe like the the family or dom Torero specifically like if we try and tear the actual what what reality these different characters are set in because dom is his character is not living in reality dom exists outside of the traditional parameters of reality yeah. You go down like the family, uh, they're not on the same level, but just below him, they are also existing like outside of, you know, the traditional laws of physics and like, you know, damage. And then below that, the villains, I'd say a third down, they are also more largely, unless administered by the family or Dom, immune to, you know, the functional destruction that is taking place all around them throughout these movies. Yeah. And then below that, then like that's basically your three stratas. And then below that, you've got the world, which is where the movies are set. And that's where all of the destruction is being wrought. That's where like basically all of these people who we're talking about are actually experiencing the ramifications of what's happening in these movies. And they're all jumbled up together. Yeah. Wow. Having to coexist side by side. And some filmmakers are trying to make it, make it, make us believe that this is all coexisting on the same plane of reality it's, it's, it's not working the magic trick has failed this time i think oh, i've got a question for you guy okay, okay. Is this is this cypher's first movie no is this I, the I'm, first time we meet cypher i'm interested in that i think it can't be um just because there's a there's a moment between dom and cypher when she takes the glasses off Clark kicks yeah. his ass. Yeah, he's he's suddenly like, oh, it's you. But I, but but is he? Because I really was was honing in on that moment. This watch, I was going to say today, that bit was yesterday. Um, but it could. I'm really on the fence about that. I don't know if this is her first movie, and and also like perhaps this is something I asked Joseph, and he told me, and I've forgotten. Quite likely, I think. So the I, listeners I, I, might know, but yeah. I feel like we did maybe cover it with Joseph. I think I don't. I think she is because um, he talks a lot about how there are these sort of throwaway cameos in each film, and then the next one they appear as a main person. And to my eyes, I think that's what happened with Charlize. I think she might right. make an appearance in um, in Seven. I'd love is to nuts, see her. As nuts as it is to have Charlize Theron in the Fast and Furious movies, it seems crazy to have her as like a C-list villain under yeah. someone yeah i i can't stop thinking about also joseph when he said um he overheard me talking to someone they're like what what are you up to and i was like oh yeah cypher's the villain and i was saying it with real like authority and enthusiasm and it, you know he sort of laughed at us basically or waved it off as cypher's not even like a big feature of the fast universe and i'm like wow like who have we got to look forward to statham apparently does un you'll love this i mean statham does unthinkable things from what i understand in this next movie we're going to watch oh uh, that that makes me nervous because i i enjoy it at least i've been able to enjoy him as jason statham 
in this yeah. movie, you know, yeah, Un- yeah. unfettered. What do you think about the descending? What do you think about doing them backwards? What do you think about the way that we're going down the steps instead of up the steps? Are you enjoy it? Like like all things we do that are related to this podcast, I think crucially, it's a funny thing to tell people out loud. <laughs> that you know, people get it instantly, and yeah. so I've got no regrets from that point of view. And I will say this: it's interesting. It's an interesting way to watch the franchise. It is. It it is. I I it's got, it does get me. I'm sort of talking myself into you know, the work that's in front of us, it does get me excited. I do think we're going to, you know, we're basically strapping ourselves to a rocket. Like you think about by the time we get to even five, five viewings or something, that's an absolute doddle, you know? And then it's like, we're just fucking careening towards the, fir- you know, like we're going to absolutely blast through that first movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I've I'd, yeah, I'd sort of had parked that um, they, we're gaining velocity you know yeah. through the repeat watches well you, yeah i mean in the fast universe they'd probably describe it as accelerating they probably we're would go, we're, we're gonna take a bit of cuban nas mm. the cute i hey. mean this is this this is the first time that that all that cuba shit i was like whatever whatever <laughs> so the magic trick didn't work on you this time does letty say the cousin's name during that line because i think she calls them like ted or something oh uh, i didn't quite i just think of him as cousin like Dom, it's fun. that's actually a really funny pickup. I don't think she does. Like they, the movie didn't even get around to naming her because Dom, when he walks away, he's won the race, and he's like, instead of saying, you know, you call your cousin, I assume most people call their cousin by their name, but he he just yells out across the you know the group. He's like, "Hey, cousin," <laughs> he pulls it off. I buy it. I cut. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, there was a line that I turned the captions on for this time because I've sort of, it's it's flowing by me every time and I've always been like, did I hear it correctly? I don't know. And it's, 
can't remember exactly where it sits in the film, but it's Roman saying to Tej about the tank, about the military tank. I'm sitting here wondering this whole time, will this thing fit at Valet at Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> now, do you re- do you remember that being said? Yeah. Because I, I, he kind of says it under his breath. No, That's I, one yeah. line. It's so long. I'm sitting here wondering this whole time, will this thing fit at Valet at Cheesecake Factory? It's, um, what? it's like, it's an approximation of comedy. That is such a good line. That is like... That's so funny. I mean, it's funny as a as a an effort at a joke, and also it's funny to think that that's one of like you know that Roman. Let's break it down, can we? Yeah. Because does the Cheesecake Factory? I know, I know, this is a joke. So, I but I'm I'm seriously just trying to understand the mechanics of what's being put down here. Does Cheesecake Factory have some sort of a valet service at any of their outlets in the states? Do we think that's a thing? They, I mean, there must be like you know, because it's a it's a chain now, but there must be like a factory. They must have a. Um, what do you know about Cheesecake Factory? Because I don't know very much at all. I think it's like a dessert chain. It's like Starbucks, but for instead of um, coffee, it's like I guess cheesecakes and other associated cakes. Uh, I just think there's like a you know there'll be a there'll be. The, they must have like a showroom floor. They must have at least one that they're like, this is the this is the the Ritzy Cheesecake Factory. Rolls Royce of got, Cheesecakes. Yeah. Out the front they've got like a, a beautiful sort of five star Michelin restaurant style front. And then out the back, it's the factory. It's like you go to a cafe that's also a roastery. And they've got you a bakery, know, we call that. For a, a bake- cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah a exactly. cheesecake factory is a bakery. They've tricked <laughs> yeah, us. But you- but- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to get into the the semantics of the actual name. Yeah, like, are you describing an oven? <laughs> My, you know, we've got, the, we've got the bathroom, we've got a living room, we've got a cheesecake factory. Sorry, <laughs> what? We're a cheesecake factory. What, are you talking about the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it can produce yeah. en masse cheesecake. <laughs> like, it, does, it does all sorts of stuff, man. It's just putting... St- Stuff in an oven where it can bake. Because how's the name? How's the name brand recognition on Cheesecake Factory? It's massive. We don't even have them in New Zealand, and everyone knows what you're talking about. Don't question it. Don't question it at all. I can't even visualize their logo. I don't think I've ever seen it. I reckon it's got. It's not in there. It's got red in it. I, I feel like it's got red. It's got like a red base and the the lettering of cheesecake factories in white or off-white and i'm trying to imagine if there's a cake for a letter it's okay like in the even in the o on factory it feels like the wrong place to have a cake standing in for an o Mm. because it should well they should have like a wheel or some more mechanical factory based thing in the factory yeah and then over in the cheesecake that's where you'd change letters out for for um Sweet I treats. think though, like there's so many letters in Cheesecake Factory that the type would have to be quite small, and if you turn one of those into a cake, it'd get lost. I think you'd have, yeah. to, have to have a picture of a cake in the middle and the letters Cheesecake Factory <laughs> running on the outside. And do you think, do you think that that is officially part of the title? That is such a good question, and I think it is. Big T, little T. Big T for them. They're not because it's like. It's like Starbucks, right? It's so ubiquitous now. 
I think you can get away with a cute, you know, lowercase if you're a single kitchen, bakery, cheesecake factory, if you will. But when you're franchising that puppy, the shareholders aren't going to get serious about a place with a lowercase T. Yeah. And you then need to get that, that capital raise, you know? For some reason, to me, it, it feels like the first one was in Georgia. I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, that resonates, man. That's where it feels like it started. Sure. sure. Yeah, man. How, how many franchises do you think in America? How many cheesecake factories? Oh, how many outlets? Yeah. Man. <clears throat> 300? Yeah, I'm floating around there. Two to 300. I'll give, should we do an over-under? I'll put the over-under at 275. So if you go under, you're taking 275 below. Should we bet? Yeah. What should we bet on it? A cheesecake? Yeah, lovely. Okay. Um, I'm going to get the... I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the data up for you right now. Great, and it, 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 it gives a um, update on that logo as well while you're yeah, uh, searching yeah. that. I think that'd be absolutely. Tremendous. How many? And I don't even know what one would Google to find this out. But if there is a valet service at any of these <laughs> outlets, that is the original question that put us on this course. <laughs> the Cheesecake Factory operates two hundred nineteen full service restaurants. We, I'm proud of us. By the way, did you hear that? Restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Keep reading. Keep reading. This is important. The company operates 219 full service restaurants, 206 under the Cheesecake Factory brand, the Cheesecake with a capital T, by the way. Good from right you. And 13 under the Grand Lux Cafe brand. Okay. I'm just, the, I'm on a very bad hotel internet connection so it's actually it's buffering up a storm just to open the wikipedia page i assume because of the sheer density of information that (laughs) awaits oh man i could look this up so easily on it's um i kind of like the mystery of um so it was founded slow dial-up connection founded in los angeles okay a woman named well, Evelyn Overton opened a business after making a cheesecake for her husband's employer in 1949. I don't know. I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe their, their current base is in Los Angeles. She opened a small cheesecake bakery in Detroit, Michigan in okay. the late 1950s, but eventually gave it up in order to raise her two children. She continued to supply cakes to several local restaurants through a kitchen in her basement, which is I, that's the tour that you were describing before. And that's, you know, her kind of freaking out the guests. In 1976, no, 1967 rather, Evelyn's son David M. Overton left Detroit to attend Hastings College of Law in San Francisco. But in 1968, decided to be a drummer performing with the Billy Roberts Blues Band, which is italicized, but does not have a hyperlink. So we assume this was a misguided pursuit. In 1971... David convinced his parents to relocate to Los Angeles to open a commercial bakery. In 1972, they moved to the Woodland Hills area of Los Angeles where they opened the Cheesecake Factory Bakery in which they produced cheesecakes and other desserts for local restaurants. Can I ask you a question, Guy? From this story so far, does it read to you that this young lad 
who got a fucking law degree and threw it in the trash to pursue a rock and roll career made his parents move so that he could have kind of a softer or closer um, safety net if his music career didn't work out and he could crash at their place. He 100% sounds, um, yeah, he sounds he sounds soft, like a cheesecake. But yeah. also... But his parents, they seem firm like well, a cheesecake because they, they created yeah. a, a, a fucking dynasty, a dessert dynasty. Yeah. So in 1978, so this isn't 72, in 1978, Evelyn's son, David... So this is the same David. Yeah. Opened the Cheesecake Factory. So you've got so right so far, just in Los Angeles, they've got the Cheesecake Factory Bakery. Okay. Where they produce and that's a commercial kitchen where they're selling to other cafes. Yeah, stuff. they're selling to other uh, other restaurants. So nineteen seventy eight, six years later. Yeah. David, this layabout, opened the Cheesecake Factory, a small can you imagine this? Salad and sandwich restaurant. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you joking, mate? Wait, but so it wasn't called the Cheesecake Factory? Yep, here it is. I will continue what with the sentence. The I agree. It's an odd thing to be on the top line for a Cheesecake Factory. A small salad and sandwich restaurant in Beverly Hills that sold 10 varieties of cheesecakes on a one-page menu. So and amongst the salad and sandwich. Hey, yeah. let me ask you a follow-up question, guy. You're in LA. You go to a cafe. Are you going to get a fucking... A sandwich and then a slice of cheesecake? I mean... I don't look, think I would ever do that. I... We... we the, basically, the entire world exists on very different diets mm. from America. America is a... Uh, it's, you know, it is a country unto itself. Across the board, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that is literally true. <laughs> um, so... That obviously turned out to be a success because in 1983, he opened a second restaurant in Marina Del Rey. By 1987, the Beverly Hills location, which is the original one, had expanded into a 78-seat restaurant and was experiencing great financial success. To be fair, we put the boot into David early. We said he's a, he's a lout, you know, he threw he in his law degree bloomer. to pursue music. But he fucking, he had an eye for what was going on here. It depends how you measure success, right? Because this is a man who threw himself into the tumult of artistic expression and creation, pursuing a full-time career in music. Mm. Hard, respectful. You know, I got love for that. But then eventually he drifts back into the corporate life of expanding his parents' cheesecake restaurant. Yes, he did it successfully by the metrics of, of finance and business, but is his soul on fire going in making cheesecakes every day or does he want to be shredding a fucking solo at Madison I, Square I think, Gardens? I think he's like a very passionate hobbyist and you know that's a, that's still a great life. like this they've grown this business you know Im immensely mm. um it's really I mean I I guess it's a separate google is because they don't mention I've, I'm looking for the word valet in here Yeah, I look We've literally spent the entire duration of an episode Talking about the Cheesecake Factory Which while laudable in some respects um, Maybe we've had our fill of information on the Cheesecake Factory in this I, was close on the, I was close on the logo by the way it's, um, Really? It's sort of, it's red on a it's, I just had the colours around the wrong way 
well, I got to I got to look at this um, logo because you haven't described it well enough for me to I mean, see it. My how fucking eye. hard! How okay, everybody, let me explain the Cheesecake Factory logo to you. It's in sort of fancy, what I would describe as like medieval font. You know, like yeah, you would see yeah. on a yeah. on a what a fucking god. I don't even know. Coat of arms don't have any words on them. But you know, it's sort of a it's an old style font, yeah. Kind of like a wizard. If a wizard was writing a spell, it's a little bit that way. Um, and it looks like okay, so it is red. There have been iterations where it's been brown on white, but this is now emblazoned on a restaurant front. It says the Cheesecake Factory in that kind of wizardly print, and then it says restaurant, bakery, bar, and it's it's almost pink. It's a very yeah. hot red. They do it all. I mean, I'm looking at... And, uh, do you know what is fucked up? On the Wikipedia page... it's just the page, words. I mean, the letters. There's no picture. Yeah. On the Wikipedia page, there's not a single image of a cheesecake, but they do have a picture of the Cheesecake Factory's miso salmon dish. This business is disorienting to me. How hard must Evelyn's cheesecakes have crushed when yeah. she was just... Like, imagine the people who were like, we had the first one. You know, some... Fucking, you know, like her, her husband, what was it? Her husband's boss in Detroit, mm. Michigan's like, damn, this is a good cheesecake. Yeah. Because this is what people say to each other at meals. They go, you could sell this. Yeah. She did. And then, flash forward, miso salmon is being served at that same kitchen. It's just madness. Yeah. America needs to sort its fucking shit out, man. <laughs> I know this is low down the list, but you can't call something the Cheesecake Factory and serve miso salmon there. There's a um, there's a good little sub paragraph underneath menu, which is caloric content. Mm -hmm. Caloric? How would you say it? I've never know. I've only seen it written. I don't think I've ever heard someone it's say it. Calorie. Yeah. Caloric. Caloric. Run with caloric that. sounds right to me. Anyway. Um. In 2010, the Cheesecake Factory was dubbed the worst family restaurant in America by Men's Health because of <laughs> the high calorie and high fat food content of their meals. And um, that that's prestigious to get the very worst. Yeah, and, and like I'm not here to throw too much shade, but in America, shit's got some competition. Yeah. What's and, that um, nasty one where they serve burgers, but it's just like its whole thing is we will fuck you up with a lot of low quality beef. Is it Arby's? Yeah, Arby's. <laughs> like to beat out Arby's seems pretty pretty impressive. Man, we we really don't want to talk about this movie, huh? <laughs> I got one more thing to say about the movie. Okay. I took notes. I took note I took notes and we've still spent 35 minutes talking about the Cheesecake Factory today. <laughs> it's not about what you, what I want or what you want. It's why we've never asked the question. That shits me, man. That's that is Letty. a line. Said by, sorry, you go. Well, it's Letty. Uh, it's like Letty and Dom have, I assume they're post-coitus. They're in Cuba. Dom's just, you know, asserted his masculinity over the entire island. They've rolled around in bed. It's sort of pillow talk. And it's, you know, famously it's um, Vincent's come. So it's the point in the movie where they're introducing the idea of a baby to only for it to reappear later. It's a, it's a theatrical it disgusts, device. 
it disgusts me how apt it is that that term in terms of like the usage <laughs> you've actually crushed it on that thank you and she says to him this line of dialogue which is well so, sorry and, and the lead up is Letty says um do you remember that guy who put a boat engine on his car the husband and son racing team and and, Vin, yeah. and dom's like yeah yeah of course i remember them and then Letty's like well, I was just thinking about what kind of father you would be. Yeah. And Which then is... he looks down and she says, I'm not pregnant. And then he says, is that what you want? I think it's the next line. And then she says, yeah. it's not about what I want or what you want. It's about why we've never asked the question. And it's so early in the movie and it's just a dog shit line that barely makes sense. It's, yeah, I mean, is, is, that, the, is that the pressing topic of conversation? Do you think in that context as an outside observer to them, is it, is that what they need to get to the bottom of is why haven't they? I just about think this? it's a weird phraseology and like, yeah. I don't know what she's getting at. Like, why would you, why would you frame parenthood as a, as a thing where it's like, look, you don't want this. Our, our desires on this, our choices are irrelevant. <laughs> this is about exploring why we've never explored having a kid before. Like what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? What are you what are you saying? Just if you are interested in having a kid, say I'm interested in exploring having a child with you. Yeah. You could probably say it a, a little more human than that. No, but, no, I but like your this, one. I like your whole, one. This whole concept of it's not about what you want or I want, it's about why we've never asked the question. I'm utterly confused about the complete surrender of your own autonomy and agency when it comes to starting a family in that moment what's mm. going on Letty? what are you actually saying i'm baffled wow and annoyed get tim get her ass i i uh i think i i'd be interested to chart this across the season but i think letty is currently my favorite wow in spite of what that, I just said, in spite you're of that, be, you're yeah. being antagonistic. No, no, I'm not. I agree with your observations, but like, you know, you're in a Fast and the Furious movie, eight movies down the line, yeah. you're going to be trodden out some pretty dog shit lines of dialogue. You just yeah, take the true. good with the bad or the yeah. bad with the good in this instance. But she is, she is a rock that you are clutching onto in the storm. I just something. I, I just, Yeah. There's um there's peace for me in the chaos. <laughs> Is that why you run toward it? Yeah. That's another thing Letty says, but that one's an F9. I thought I had flashes of F9 while I was watching F8 today, and I, I did have the thought to myself, at least I'm what, not watching F9. Wouldn't that feel, wouldn't that, that I mean, it, it's a dangerous game to play, but that's an interesting little psychological wrinkle. I think the intensity of watching that right now, like the the flood of emotion what it would represent in terms of the work in front of you, even if it was just a little side mission where you had to watch it, I think that would really, um, that could really rock someone. That could, re that, like, that could really rock you. Set up like a, the, the ultimate screening moment. So it's like, you know, it's you, you start as Zoe gets home from work and like you finish, you finish watching the movie after Remy's done bedtime, so it's like right in that beautiful slot when you're having family time. How did that make you feel? Not good, man. 
Because I do sometimes have to do work through that period, but of it'll course. be like if it's a really pressing deadline, something's happening, and it always makes me feel terrible while I'm doing it. But to 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 Jesus Christ, to be watching a Fast and Furious movie during that no, period not of time, any. Fast Nine, to watch Fast F, Nine, on to a, watch F Nine, a non-canonical watch of F Nine. We've got to find some sort of Woof. we've got uh, we've got to we've got to find some sort of bet that puts that on the line for us. Mm. Oh, you're playing with fire, my man. <laughs> you are. You're playing with fire. That we, real role reversal. I feel like I used to be the one who would who would uh, relish the opportunity to hang these swords of Democles and <laughs> above our head. Look at us now. Yeah, man. Um, it's interesting. There's a there's a in popular culture cheesecake factory, and um, you know the Big Bang Theory gets a look in. iCarly, Step Brothers, The Spy Who Dumped Me, Drake, The Simpsons. Um, Do you know who I'm surprised hasn't struck up a fruitful relationship with the Cheesecake Factory? Shaquille O'Neal, Adam Sandler. Uh, Adam Sandler sounds seems to me like a perfect fit for yeah. the Cheesecake Factory crossover. Uh, um, adver, advertainment if that's a word product I like it hey I mean we could we could see if we could get a little bit we know we've got Universal behind us wouldn't kill us yeah. to double down what che- what do you mean do we need to get cheesecake fa- are we starting a cheesecake factory what's going on I'm just I'm just wondering whether or not this episode was brought to you by the cheesecake I'm just asking the question Dude, yeah man I think we um, kind of ran not to not pay us after the the we shit gave, we gave, we gave everyone the fucking history, the family history of your business. You're not even gonna. Yeah. You're not even gonna throw us a cheesecake. You're not gonna email us one cheesecake. Can you hold there for one second? Because I've actually got something for this. Tim is uh, now standing, and he's walked out of frame. He's completely out of frame. We've got no idea where he's gone, and I I actually can't possibly imagine what he's bringing back. It doesn't appear to be holding anything. He's wearing a cap, and you won't believe what it says, but it does say pay the boys. Yeah. What about for this episode only? Let's get on the Cheesecake Factory's nut. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory, it's not a fucking ton of money. And to be honest, this is it's you've got a tremendous amount of value out of this. This is a this so, is a great value add for you. Massive. Um, you might want to park the stuff guy mentioned about what Men's Health magazine said, but that's oh, that's on no. the Wikipedia and not an opinion held by the podcasters who've. No, this I was episode. just reading information, and how I feel about the information is, you know, that's up to. That's, we uh, fucking hate Men's Fitness. Yeah, we actively avoid it, both conceptually Sorry, and the magazine. Uh, last time I checked Men's Health, we turned calories into energy. You dumb fucks, you meat-headed bastards. Yeah, you fucking idiots. They, they only figured out one bit of the equation that you're supposed to work out. Guess what? You need fuel to put yeah. in your body. You're going to need to eat. On behalf of Guy and myself, uh, why not fuel up at a cheesecake factory where you can not only get a, I assume, beautiful boysenberry New York style bit of cake, but also a miso salmon. That's right. And with over 308 locations around the world, you wouldn't have to walk far for the most delicious Oh my God. How do we do the over under now? Uh, it was in America, so you still won. Okay, I'm bringing so. a cheesecake to the next episode. And in the meantime, <laughs> we're bringing a cheesecake to a table near you. That was the worst idea of all time, brought to you by the Overton family. 
the Toretto family, and Tim's family. All of, all of the families everywhere. Um, if you're in New Zealand or Australia, please visit the links in these episode show notes because um, the boys are doing comedy near you. So we'll see you at a live show. A goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.